What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Rebelizations Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on YouTube, hit that thumbs up, subscribe, like, and whether you're on YouTube or the audio version, share it with somebody. Share, share, share. We are in 2024. Uh, this is a new year, and I'm going to try to expand myself. Um, I do not do New Year's resolutions. This is not a New Year's resolution um, episode, but I am trying something new with this, with this episode. So I'm actually going to talk to, well, I got done, I should say, just finished talking to a photographer. Uh, his name is Andrew Shanker. You can see his information on the lower third right now. You can go to his website. He He's a really good photographer. Um, he, right now he's in Medellin, Colombia, but he has traveled all over the world, taking pictures of people and things. I've looked at his work. If I was to ever do a professional photo shoot, I would try to get him just because he is not only good at his craft, he tries to build a relationship with the, the subject as what is what he called the people he takes pictures of um, because it makes them more comfortable and their comfortability can show who they really are. So I had a conversation with Andrew about the importance of photography. We are a vain population, be it Western world, Eastern world, what have you. We are vain people. And I want you to know why. Why is the camera so important? Why are people at dinners taking pictures of their food and their significant other more than, than enjoying the conversation? So I want to talk about it. You guys know me. I'm a curious person. Revelations podcast is about that. It's about finding out, challenging my own beliefs. I originally thought it was only vanity, but Andrew was able to tell me some things that it's beyond vanity as well. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. You got about a 30, 35 minute um, conversation between Andrew and I. Again, hit me up on all the social media platforms at The Revelations Podcast. That's on Instagram and TikTok. You can also email the show at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. Let's get started. Yeah, the revelations now televised, uh, a platform for you and I, and now look with full heart and clear eyes, now, these are just my thoughts, truth on how I feel on these topics I reveal, please know my toll, I always keep it real, can't face the world if you can't face facts, for your time just open up your mind, that's it, just live, think big, now take that, with God in me this here was made by design, yeah, the revelation will be televised, revelations, Welcome back to the Rebelizations podcast. I have Andrew joining me. Andrew, how are you today? I'm doing great, Rev. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing wonderful. Enjoying the break in the the beautiful winter weather. It's not really winter, right? It's it's like springtime here. So it, it's wonderful. So Andrew, again, thank you for joining me. I have you on here um, for a specific reason. I know you're a photographer, um, been in the photography space for a while. So why don't you tell people about you and that space that you're in? Sure. Well, ever since I was literal, I've always liked taking pictures and I actually like taking horrible photos of people. So when I was little, I would, you know, go up to my mom's eyeball and take a picture. Or if someone made a horrible face, I would take a picture. Um, but my photography really didn't take off until I was a teacher in Shanghai, China. Okay. Uh, in Shanghai, China, uh, when I lived there, um, I remember at that time, um, I would be posting a lot of pictures of Chinese culture, 
And my dad's girlfriend at the time said, you should make this into a business. And this had to be uh, in 2013, so over 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, 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 you know, this is just a passion. And then, you know, I thought about it and I started putting myself out there to capture uh, different individuals, um, both a part of the culture of China, in addition to expats. And I began taking photos in order to tell their stories. And that's kind of transcended over the last decade. Um, there are days where my photography is more profitable than my teaching career. And there are days that there are nothing on my books. And even though I've been doing this a while, uh, the calendars remain empty. Um, so there's an ebb and flow, but um, I've never spent really more than a few hundred dollars on marketing over a decade. Everything has been word of mouth, my photography. Okay. And then what's the name of your photography business? It's just my name, Andrew Schenker Photography. Yeah. Andrew Schenker Photography. And where can people find you? They can just type in Google Andrew Schenker. That's S-H-A-I-N-K-E-R. Uh, kind of rhymes with the word banker. Um, Andrew Schenker. And uh, you can see my Instagram. You can see my uh, website. You can see my Facebook. Um, you can see my earlier work. You can see it all. Okay, so good. So we got the publication out there and your story started as a child, which is good. Um, it, sound, it sounds like a hobby turned into a passion, turned into a business. Do, do I pretty much have it correct? That's correct, Rev. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. All right, fantastic. So I, I wanted to, so I have a, a weird relationship with photography. So I'll give you a little bit of background. Um, I do not have a personal Instagram page. I had one for a while. Um, let's go back even further. I, I know I'm a, bit, a little bit more seasoned than you. We don't use age here. We use season. And I had a MySpace page. Like this is this is a while back. And I had a Facebook for a while. And I've, and I've tried all these platforms. And then I got off of them just because I am not that public. I don't think my life is particularly interesting enough to want to take pictures and, and to post them. And then I tend to think that there's a vanity play in the world today. Like, like it, it seems like everybody is look at me or I want to look at other people's lives and comparing. So mm. in photography, like what is, I, I can't be thinking about it correctly. I can't think that it's a vanity thing. I, I don't want to just believe that I have the answer. What, what is photography like? What is it doing? Is it just people being vain or is it the old adage that it's capturing memories? Like you, you talk to your clients, what is photography about? Why are people so passionate and involved in either taking pictures or wanting their pictures taken? I think that's a really deep and profound question. I have lots of thoughts on it. Um, I think that the way our society is moving is there are a lot of us that are visual learners. So okay. we are constantly becoming storytellers and promoting our stories. Um, I agree with you. I think that there are layers of vanity within photography. Um, my New Year's resolution, uh, if you want to know, was that I want to take beautiful pictures all throughout 2024, but I want to make sure that in those moments, I am present and happy. And it's not just a facade of everything looking, you know, perfect, because that's what our social media lives normally are. Uh, right. They are a uh, very skewed version. Uh, we could be on fancy trips and have zero dollars in our wallets. 
uh, we could be struggling with acne or with some type of body dysmorphia. And we are face tuning and photoshopping and creating these kind of picturesque versions of ourselves that are not um, always human-like. Uh, AI technology, you don't even need to take that fancy trip anymore. You can literally just place yourself on, you know, a beach in the Maldives and uh, and there you go and, and it can go viral. At the same time, I do think that, you know, for me, um, I've been traveling the world for a long time. I have a very aggressive goal with my photography. Mm -hmm. My goal is to visit 100 countries by the age of 40. I am 37 and we're on country 84. And my goal oh, is man. to publish a book of all of all the photography that I take. And so and, and with writing in, in addition, you know, to my photos, telling the stories behind the photos. And, you know, I always say, though, with photography, um, you know, I'm not spending my money on souvenirs. I'm not buying a fancy pair of jeans. I am not buying, um, you know, technology that I don't need. You know, I'm taking photos as my souvenir. So I tend to try to be less judgmental. If I have a friend that wants to photograph their delicious lobster dinner, go for it. Do it. If it, if it brings you joy and it brings you happiness, you know, mm -hmm. go for it. If you want to take um, a photo of yourself because you're feeling confident, you're feeling good about yourself, you know, go for it. Where it can wow. become problematic is this idea of, you know, You'll see, especially in Colombia, you'll see a guy, maybe his girlfriend wants a thousand pictures of herself in the same exact pose. Um, and you'll see that and you'll think to themselves, uh, is there conversation taking place? Is this what the whole event is about? Um, the last thing I'll share, and then I want you to jump in, is just wedding photography, for example. I've gotten more into wedding photography and there's always this thought to me that a wedding is such a sacred moment and of mm -hmm. course you should capture it. Of but course. I don't think a wedding should just be a photo shoot. I think you should right. be there with your family, with with conversating, with with enjoying your loved ones. You know, there's times at the end of a wedding photo shoot where I say, okay, enough. There can't be me, you know, with this piece of technology in your face, you know, for the last nine hours, like enjoy the moment, be present. So- uh, I love the fact that you said be present and you touched on a lot that I want to get to. So I, you're the photographer, you're the expert, you're the professional. <laughs> I am a podcaster, a teacher, uh, an athlete. I'm not anything with photographer, right? Like half the time when I turn on my phone to take a picture of something, my phone alerts me and says, your lens may need cleaning. And I just take the picture anyway, cause I don't, I don't care. <laughs> but what I want to push back on is, I'm not into people taking pictures of their lobster dinner or their breakfast or something yeah. like that. I hate that. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I can't eat it. And it is a look at me. It's almost look at my life. And you're right. I, I tell my students, I tell people who, who well, I heard this on social media or I saw this on social media. I say, well, the picture is only showing you the things that they want you to see. They're not telling the whole story. Well, these are memories, et cetera, right? But how many times do husbands and wives take pictures and they're smiling, but on the way up to the camera, they were <laughs> arguing, the man has been beating the woman, the woman's been cheating on the man, et cetera. These pictures don't really tell a true story. So I, mm. I, I don't live my life with the picture. Now, you, you said something in your... When, when, when you were answering my previous question, you said that when you're taking pictures, you want to you want to be happy in the moment. Now, does that mean when you're in the photo or when you're 
taking a picture of someone else? Like, what is that dynamic between the photographer and the person being, I don't, I don't know, uh, yeah. having the picture taken of them? Like, what is that relationship like? Is it just, is there a connection? It's just, I'm here just to take some pictures of you and make you look good as possible. <laughs> no, I think that's the biggest piece. I think, you know, for me, my biggest growth as a photographer is the technicality, uh, learning about lighting, uh, learning about different lenses, uh, learning about editing. But the primary um, connection that you have with your subject is extremely vital because if you're going to create anything that's authentic, anything that's vulnerable, mm -hmm. anything that people are taking chances in front of the camera, instead of them just crossing their arms or smiling like they always do, to encourage someone to kind of step out of their comfort zone, um, that goes back to the relationship between the photographer and the subject. And okay. for me, um, I don't know, I have a little bit of a background in improv and stand-up comedy. So, you know, I tell people, we're going to take, you know, hundreds of pictures to get 20 that we like. You know, wow. let's not overthink it. Let's not stress <laughs> it. Let's Let's try to have fun with it. And, you know, I have photographed, you know, aesthetically on the outside, very beautiful people who are not so comfortable in front of the camera and it shows. And maybe I have photographed people who society has deemed them um, not to a layer or standard of beauty who come out magnificent in front of wow. the camera um, all because it's uh, it's about authenticity. Right. And there, there's a, I, I've heard of people having a relationship with the camera, some people being photogenic, some people are not. I would consider myself one of those who are not. Again, I, I don't, I don't know how to pose true story. This, this is something that happened. And there, there's a, there's a certain group of people who think I am this extremely arrogant and cocky person. And the people that know me truly actually know that is not the truth. It, it's something yeah. so, but, and this story is just going to feed into those people who think I'm arrogant and cocky. So literally this is a story about photography. I'm going to tell you. So I was working at the university of Illinois. Um, this is back in 2008 or nine or something like that. But I was working as a grounds worker. Grounds worker means I was a landscaper essentially. And I'm outside mm. sweaty and I'm literally planting a tree with one of my coworkers who I went to high school with. We both ended up working at the same place. And this lady came up to me and was like, do you want a model? And I was like, wait, say that again? And she was like, do you want a model? And this was for a clothing company, uh, Hollister. You've heard of Hollister clothing brand before. And yeah. essentially yeah, they, they, they were like, we're looking for people to model. We think that you would be. So I was like, fine, I'll, I'll try it. And I didn't make it because I don't, I don't have a good relationship with the camera. I'm not good at posing and I'm not good at like my, I think my natural smile is fine, but my pose smile is not. Mm -hmm. And I just, I felt so uncomfortable with, mm. with my picture being taken. I don't necessarily like it. Um, I'll take mm. a selfie of something or me doing something or other, but I keep it for myself. It's not to share with, share with the masses. Mm. So for those people who like, how do you get people more comfortable that relationship how could you have helped me become a model instead of a teacher right like this is, this is amazing maybe i would be you know on billboards in times square as opposed to teaching some spoiled kids in in columbia right <laughs> so how do you help people get a better relationship with the camera well rev first and foremost your modeling career is not over you might be just hitting it in the next you know few months or a few weeks or even even this year uh 
But no, it's over. I'll pass. I don't want it. Yeah, I'm good. But go ahead. Now, I would say that for me, you know, it's even as a photographer, I don't always love being in front of the camera. I agree. I think there's something for me a little bit off-putting of, let's say you visited my Instagram account and it is just thousands of pictures of me or hundreds of pictures of me. It's like, uh, what am I trying to show? Why do I need to show me so much? Um, You know, at the same token, you know, we do a lot of photography for, let's say, people who are single, who want to elevate their dating profile pictures, which is a real thing. And, you know, rather than use the same photo that they've used for, I don't know, um, the last 10 to 15 years that no longer looks like them, we're able to create a beautiful photo for them that, you know, in some ways is being of service. Now, could that guy date someone and and not be a nice person? Absolutely. But could he date someone with a new picture and find a wife or find a partner or, you know, find a, a connection? We've taken photos for people who need to find jobs, you know, to update their LinkedIn profile. Um, You know, all of that to me is looking at it as being of service. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, to to talk about how to get more comfortable, you know, you got to think to yourself, okay, my my photography or the story I'm trying to tell, uh, just like your podcast can make a difference. Maybe it makes a difference to the masses. Maybe it only makes a difference to one listener, Um, but photography is important. So even me as a photographer, I'm not always comfortable, but I try to support local photographers in my industry. So I'll try to get a photo shoot once a year, uh, maybe twice a year. um, And, you know, really appreciate the person who's creating the art behind it. Um, So I don't know if that exactly answered your question, but those are some of my thoughts. No, I will. No, I I appreciate it. And, and yeah, like it's, it's helping the person. So if you can, you know, help them, like you said, with dating or, or, or their professional profile or something like that, that I think that's awesome. Um, I I agree about the thousands pictures on Instagram of just you and scrolling. And it's almost like people are looking for outward approval of, you know, their life. And it is about making people jealous. And speaking of dating. So this is a, this is a real thing that's happened to me, um, at least four times in my life where, uh, I, I meet a young woman and we're talking and when she finds out that I don't have a dating profile and or any social media, she doesn't want to date me because she says I'm hiding something. And I mm. and, and I get a peculiar look. And well, first the thing I do is thank her because I don't want to deal with anybody that immature because that's an immature mm. way. And, and then I but I do question and say, well, do you think the people who have dating profiles and 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 LinkedIn and not LinkedIn, I should say, but Instagram, et cetera, do you think they're exposing all of their truths and all of their warts? No, the camera can hide a million things, like you said earlier, with Photoshop and now with AI. But I want to go all the way back to something you said at the beginning of the conversation. You said you were in China and uh taking pictures at a time and well, teaching at a school, I should say. Yeah. And then you visited 84 countries, right? That's correct. Yeah. And Brazil was just recently, because I saw it on your WhatsApp, right? It was over the yeah. break with Brazil. Can you, no, no. Is there a difference in the relationship with photography from the Western world, United States, Canada, and the rest of the world to the East, South America, or is it the same? 
I think we're all vain, Rev. I think we are all vain. We all like photos <laughs> taken of ourselves. Okay. Um, but I would I would say that there is something to be said about photographing a different culture. Mm -hmm. um, when I first started photographing, for example, kids, you know, in small villages or people um, from different cultures, some people um, would look at that as, I don't know, that we're kind of all these animals within a zoo. And we need to not be photographing each other. But I right. really think that we live in such a digital world that for me, um, I'm always first about asking permission. But if yeah. I'm worried about some random photo of me on the internet that someone took of me without my permission, I have too much time on my hands. We're living in a society where everything is digital, unfortunately. Yes. We have yes. digital footprints, even if we try not to have a digital footprint. Yes. Um, I am sure that you could find a crazy picture of Andrew. Don't go searching. But, you know, in my <laughs> college years, like I'm sure that it's out there. Um, yes. But what I'm trying to say with that is I think that we need to learn how to use our cameras and technology with responsibility. So as far as Western and maybe Eastern viewpoints on that, um, I don't know the exact answer. I can't speak for, for both populations, but I would say collectively there is this responsibility of how we use our camera, what we use it for and the information that we put on the internet because it's there to stay. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I want to talk about that, the invasiveness of the camera, mm. right? Um, mm. I am not one that likes to be photographed. I am, man, Andrew, I, I tell you what, man, I am probably <laughs> one of the most private people you'll meet. Um, people think they know things about me. They don't. Yeah, like I, yeah. I give a little bit just so people can stop asking me questions. But I yeah. don't like being photographed. So when mm. I'm at a get together, when I'm at a dinner and they want to take the group picture, I personally don't want to be in the picture. Right. Well, but, but like you said, there, there's pictures of us all over and people think I, I've seen I've seen this happen to celebrities. Not that I'm a celebrity by, by a long yeah. shot, but I've seen this happen where a celebrity is at the beach or they're walking through an airport and people have cameras in their face and the celebrity's like, mm -hmm. Hey man, can you stop? And the person's like, Hey, it's my phone. It's my camera. I can do with it what I want. But I think there's an invasion of privacy where the person mm -hmm. being photographed, not in your instance where you're actually going to photo shoots, sure. et cetera, but the responsibility with the camera is what you were talking about. And I want to touch on that. What do you think about what I'm saying about the, the invasiveness of mm -hmm. Everybody having a, a camera and not just a camera, these super pixel, pixelated, super awesome cameras that we're using in at all times. Um, mm. When there's an accident, we would rather take a picture of it than call for help on our phones. Like what responsibility do the masses have with their cameras? Well, I think that's a really fair point. I'll give you an example with my with my photo shoots. You know, something that people might not realize is that you know, according to the laws that I have looked at, that, you know, the the ownership of the photos belongs to the photographer. So if you did a photo shoot with me, Rev, I own those photos and I can market them. However, in the past, I used to showcase my clients without, um, without getting their permission. I didn't do it as a way to invade their privacy. Mm -hmm. I just did it as a way to market myself and showcase the amazing clients that I worked with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's changed over the years. It used to not be any type of issue. But nowadays with privacy laws and 
with copyright and everything along those lines, you know, I might think to myself, oh, I'm just sharing a photo of a mother and a son, but I might not know that they're in protective services. I might not know <laughs> that, you know, they don't want to know where they're at. So right. I've gotten a lot better with stating to the client, hey, if you have an issue with these photos being published, you know, let me know. You know, I also think back to, you know, I have friends, you know, our, our world is really political right now. And I have friends that choose to not engage in, let's say, political discourse. They 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 choose to avoid it on social media. They choose to not um, uh, engage in it. To them, it's um, it's unhealthy. It's their boundaries. And they don't want to be on Instagram looking at pictures of war or looking at the stories of whatever that might be. And so, you know, going back to what you said, I don't think there's a right or wrong approach in regards to wanting to be on social media, wanting to be visual. I think there are different paths that we can take. I think there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't want to be in the group photo. I don't know half of you people, and I don't know what you guys are using these photos for. And I like my privacy. And I think there's another part to say that, you know what? Um, sure, use my image to help market your meetup or your charity or your community. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that, you know, I, I did that kind of big umbrella thing with politics, but there are some times where if a client, you know, I've worked, I don't know, two hours taking photos, 15 hours editing photos, and I post three photos of them on social media for them to say, no, 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 um, uh, I don't want this. To me as an artist, it, it is hurtful sometimes. It's oh, like, wow. I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm just a, 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 a artist on the ground trying to grow. You know, those images are how I, how I get business. You know, right. they're how I, how I showcase my work. So if everyone says, we don't want to be photographed, we don't want our images out there. You know, if I said, you can do your podcast, but you can't show my face and you have to change the audio, it maybe loses some of the message. So Fair. I tend to allow the artist, you know, again, it goes back to that trust, but I tend to allow, you know, if I'm whoever, if I'm hanging out with people or I'm hanging out with whoever that might be, if that means something to them, I also don't want to devalue that. Fair, fair. I read some <laughs> some odd statistic where we are, the average person is on camera like four to six hours a day. And what I mean yeah. by either on theirs or CCTV to where like, because there, yeah. there's cameras on every street corner, et cetera. So we're always, we're always on camera. And what, what's amazing to me is how it affects our children. Uh, mm. you, got, you got literally four and five-year-olds that are thinking about selfies and wanting to take pictures, et cetera, um, all the way up to the high school students that you and I teach. Um, when I, I, we, we'll, we'll have a great discussion about some, some great topic and then as soon as class is over, I'm like, all right, we got we got five minutes left. You guys can grab your cell phones. And 100 percent of them, the first thing they do, they're getting on Instagram, TikTok, and they're looking at other people. So I wanted mm. to get to the we 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 got the 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 taking of pictures, got that part, right? I want to talk about the looking at photos and mm. how that imagery that is constructed, if you will. 
um, from the from the 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 photographer and the subject is what you call them earlier, right? Mm. Somebody is the pitcher can cover their warts. You said you spent a lot of time editing, <laughs> photoshopping, etc. What type of impact is the mirage of mm. this beautiful life causing? Like, what do you think? I'm just asking your opinion. Yeah. What what is this mirage of photography? What impact is it causing on people's self-esteem, people's ideology of the reality of the world, et cetera? Well, I think we have, you know, back in my day, no, but I, <laughs> I, I honestly, I think we have a huge problem, to be honest with you. Okay. I, you know, I've always, you know, the, some of my mentors have always told me, you know, like play in the dirt, like, you know, get your hands dirty, <laughs> run in mud, you know, lie flat on your back. You know, this idea of technology kind of being our safe zone and our comfort and these little right. virtual microcosms. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, it is, I, I see it as an adult and I feel like for me, I'm someone that has, you know, some spiritual depth. I've done some inner work on myself and I see how the algorithms of Instagram or TikTok work and how powerful it is. You want to talk about drugs. That is a potent drug. Yes. Literally, you look <laughs> yes. at one photo of, let's say for me, gambling. It's a little vice I have. But if I watch one video of someone playing blackjack mm -hmm. or I look at a photo of that, I can just start scrolling. And before I know it, my whole feed Yep. Subconsciously to me is all gambling videos. Yes. Um, and so the same thing goes with, you know, um, you know, someone coming to age or, you know, discovering their body, discovering who they are. If you are seeing these unrealistic standards of beauty constantly and you are scrolling and this is all that you see, you know, mm -hmm. all that you see, um, it is really problematic. And if you can't say to yourself, wait a minute. I'm in this weird algorithm that was created to market me things and to yes. sell me things. And if I can't, if I can't do that, if I can't understand, oh, this is an artificially created image or whatever that might be, you know, I'm, I'm in trouble, you know, and we see it. We see, you know, teenagers getting plastic surgery that they might not need. We see wow. people are very lonely, you know, very lonely you know, and I even think as an adult, you know, I have to be conscious, you know, of if I'm with a group of people and I feel uncomfortable, you know, I'll, I'll tend to go on my phone. You know, I tend not to judge myself or shame myself if I need to scroll for 10 minutes because I need to check out of the conversation for whatever reason. But I even notice myself how hard it is to put that piece of technology down, you know, wow. Um, wow. Wow. The, the, not that you've asked this, but the, the, the other side of that coin is that if we are not teaching our students how to market themselves in this digital age, mm -hmm. unfortunately, the way things are moving, um, you know, the skills that they're going to need, whether they are a lawyer, a doctor, a librarian, it all, you know, encompasses this idea of marketing through video, through podcasts, through social media, through, you know, photography, we are trying to, you know, in hopes, sell ourselves to provide money for our vacations, our family, wow. our home, you wow. know, so it's, it's a double edged sword. I can't just tell someone, put the technology down, it's useless. But I really think teaching kids how to use it, you know, mm -hmm. um, is, is, is poignant. Yeah, powerful. I, I agree with you. I think we, we need to embrace it. 
but I think we need to be more responsible with it. I, it's not going away. Um, I think it is, it, we we can encourage our, our, when I say students, I don't mean students in a classroom. I mean, people who we have influence over. Um, sure. We need to encourage them to maybe use it less. Um, yeah. And that again, people are only showing you in photography, whether it's social media or pictures of a wedding photo, like a wedding photo, right? You're, you're taking beautiful pictures of the wedding, but they're not showing you how the the mothers of the bride and the groom hate each other yeah. and they're racist toward each other or, you know, those type of things. Like yeah, sure. you don't see those things in the picture. And I think we end up chasing this unrealistic ideology of this photograph world that we'll never be mm. able to, to obtain. I, I mm. like, like, and I don't, and when I say students, again, I'm not talking about young people, old people mm. too, like, like older people as well, sure. full grown adults are <laughs> living their lives based off of what other people are putting in photography. And I mm. see it. And I'm like, that is, that is a terrible way to live when you're comparing yourself to a photo or, or photos of a person mm. who is manufacturing the visual mm. of their life. They're not showing you all the problems they're going through. They're only showing mm. you that their life is a vacation. Well, you know what? 99.99999% mm. of people, life isn't a vacation. We have to work, sure. trials and tribulations, et cetera. So I, I think we have to be careful. And it's not just about social media. It's about photography as a whole. I think we have to be careful when we look at pictures. You're right. The world is visual. The world is digital. When we look at these photos, we don't begin to internalize our life and say, mm -hmm. this looks like this person is enjoying a fantastic life while I'm barely making ends meet, right? That sure. person is probably making in, barely making ends meet too, because the majority of the world's population is poor. So more yeah. than likely, that person is, is living paycheck to paycheck at best. So I think there's a I think there's a fine line. Like I like photography. I was looking through my phone the other day. Um, I don't have like I have pictures of myself. I, I would gather a lot. One one might say, but this is pictures of myself over the past, you know, twenty years or so. I'm, mm. I'm right now on my phone. I have two hundred and five pictures of me. Right over the past twenty something years. Right, but of my family. I have 403 pictures, right? So mm. these are members of, members of my family. So there are some memories and I like to remember what my grandmother looked like, God rest her soul, remember mm. what my grandfather looked like. So I understand the memories and the importance of there. I just want to encourage mm. people not to live your life in the camera. Before we go, because we're, we're going to wrap up here in yeah. a minute. Um, you said something earlier that I wanted to touch on. You said when you go out and you see a guy and a girl or, you know, yeah. They're dating and the, the girl wants like a thousand pictures of her at the event. And you yeah. spoke about the wedding and the, the, the wedding party, the bride and the groom, they want you with the camera. Can you tell the, can you talk to us about the importance of presence? Mm. Like the photography is important. You just went to Brazil, but yeah, you took pictures, but you were, but you enjoyed Brazil, the presence of being there. So can you talk about mm. the balance between fo for taking photos and being present in the moment? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, everyone gets into a craft for a different reason. For me, photography really saved my life. I'm, a, I'm an anxious person in general. Oh, wow. I'm someone okay. that likes to kind of uh, uh, escape my feelings. 
And photography has allowed me to not fall into a negative headspace, not to say, oh, you know, wake up and say today's going to be a terrible day. I can look at my photos as a tool mm -hmm. of gratitude, which is really important. You know, when I look at my photography, I am grateful for the experiences, both good and bad, with my clients that I have photographed. I am grateful for the sunsets that I've captured. Um, I'm like a little explorer with my camera. I mean, I will I will chase sunsets, run into the desert to try to capture um, my photography. Um, it is kind of my tool um, to savor those small details of life that that okay. that can pass us by because you know i can look at my life in two ways you know i can look at the bank account wanting more money i can look at the mundaneness of you know my 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 day with with my schedule and the amount of hours i work or i can have these moments of you know photographing a beautiful flower or a sun or a baby or a sky and i can look at that and i can feel a sense of higher purpose. I can feel okay. a sense of uh, tranquility and serenity. Um, and, you know, I can also look at a picture and say, oh, my God, I was miserable that day. I was so wow. sad, but look how far I've come. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that photography for me is truly a gift. All the negative stuff, because there is, we, we've touched on so much of it. There's so mm -hmm. much negative stuff in the world of photography, the vainness, the, 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 the narcissistic tendencies that photography can bring. And at the same token, you know, if I was to, for example, look at a relationship and I was to say, you know, we've had many fights in this relationship. We didn't get along all that much, but if I was to zoom out, I, I like this analogy. If I am to zoom out and look at the relationship as a whole, um, it is a beautiful chapter in my life, you know, whatever that yeah. story might be for yeah. any person. So my final kind of thought on this is like, if I look at my life and I'll give a photography reference, but if I zoom into my life, if I, if I look at every flaw, every pimple, every wrinkle under my eye, if I zoom into my life, you know, I'm going to see what's wrong with it. I'm going to see everything that's not perfect with it. I'm going to see what I don't have. I'm going to compare to others. But if I really zoom out, I am blessed. Like I am yes. blessed. I, I see the photograph of, of what I'm experiencing and I, and I feel really blessed. I'm not looking for those imperfections. So I think there is something about being present in a moment. Um, when I'm at a concert, I, I would like to look at the concert with my natural eye, not mm. filming the concert itself. Um, when I'm at a beach, uh, I, you know, maybe able to take a picture or two, but I want to experience that. And I do think that the, the photos can help complement the mm. experience. But I think there's sometimes where people are more worried about the photo than the, mm. yeah, you know, so, so I've, I'll, I'll give, I'll give an example. And if my, my friend hears this, she'll probably kill me, but I won't use any names. <laughs> so I was dating this, this woman, uh, it would be 10 years ago. Uh, and her and I went, um, somewhere and it was all about the pictures and that was annoying. So then later on, um, I was thinking about going on a vacation and she was like, well, I don't even think we were dating at the time. We were showed like, you know, sort of seeing each other. She was like, well, sure. I want to go. And I was like, well, no, I don't want to take you. And she was like, well, I was like, because I don't want to be your photographer. Like I'm, I'm going <laughs> to experience 
the, the, the vacation, not be your photographer at the vacation. Mm. And I, I think that there's like, like people need to find a balance. I don't want us to put down the cameras, but I do want us to find a balance between mm -hmm. uh, the camera and being present in, in the moment. Mm. Because I think those moments when we, when we, when we look at our life, like you said, we were blessed. Uh, I mm. think we're blessed because of the moments, because of the moments mm. that we have. And those pictures can help capture those moments. Andrew, I appreciate you, man. Yeah. Thank you so very Thank much. You. No, this, this helped me a lot because now I understand photography a bit more. I understand why um, you 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 affirmed that it is some vanity <laughs> in there, which is good. Sure. But but I, so I'm not totally off base. But you also taught me that there's so much more that there's stories that there mm. is confidence um, that mm. you know like in in photos. And, and things of that nature. And even there's some culture there. So I appreciate you. Again, can you tell people where to find you if you're open for bookings, what type of things? I'm always open for bookings. Uh, if you would like your story to come alive, whatever it is, you're a business, you're a family, you want to capture a special moment or a special occasion in time, or you just want to kind of empower yourself, um, please go to Google. Just type in my name, Andrew, last name spelled Shinker, S H. A-I-N-K-E-R, and you'll see all my work. Uh, Instagram's a great way to contact me. And what's your website? Um, your, your... Uh, it's Andrew Schenker Pixie Set, it's called. Yeah. Perfect. Can... <laughs> perfect. Perfect, perfect. No, we'll, we'll, we'll get that out. I'll, I'll make sure that's in the description and on the lower third on the oh. YouTube uh, channel. So, Andrew, I really appreciate you, man. Thank, thank you so you. much for joining Revelations Podcast. Thank you, thank you.